0: Hi, friends.
1: Really hope we see you there.
3: The people that comment on that stuff or the people that want to troll me, like they don't even know who I am. Like That's just that version that you're seeing. And if I know myself that I'm not that person, then these comments are not going to affect me.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Should I Delete That? I'm Em Clarkson.
4: And I'm boy Alex.
1: We have boy Alex back in the room. Girl Alex is still on her maternity leave. And we are coming to you from a futon. On, in an <laughs> onsen in the middle of Japan. It's mental. It's mental.
4: We're both also very old because we have aching hips from lying on the floor last night. Both is... of
1: us <laughs> creaked when we woke up this morning. We are currently living our best lives, most exhausting lives, having the adventure of a lifetime with our baby. We are halfway through yeah. our Japan adventure. We are currently in Takayama. We have eaten
4: like Trojans today. Oh my today. and we're going to eat more as well this evening, Gyoza's. Gyozas. Oh. I don't know if
1: Trojans eat well, but I stuck with it. <laughs> we have an amazing interview today with Kaz Crossley, and obviously we've got Girl Alex at the helm of that, but I thought we would just round you up a little GBA before we get into it. So babe, without further ado, have you got anything good, bad, or awkward?
4: Okay, yes, to all three. My good is probably similar to yours in that we're in Japan on what is literally the adventure of a lifetime with our baby. And that's pretty good.
1: Okay. So yes, that's really good. But I (laughs) have a better good. I just have a better good. Top chance. We didn't say it last week. Girl Alex (gasps) has had her baby. Oh my God, Bessie. Little Tommy is here. In the world. And I am so excited. We obviously pre-recorded last week's GBA with Georgie before I left for Japan. We had to do it the day we did it because we were coming to Japan. And then Al put on Instagram the night that we'd recorded that he was here because we hadn't wanted to break her news, obviously. But just the best news in the whole wide world. Should I delete that? Gang has grown and (laughs) she's such a trooper. She's done so well. And he's just so perfect. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to meet him. And everything's just... Perfect. Yes. I'm so excited. Be. So, yeah, babe, I'm pleased you're having a your nice holiday. But, girl Alex has actually made a miracle. <laughs> well, so. I look like a
4: dick. Yeah. Again.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. so, you're a trap. Um So, obviously, my good's better than your yes. good. Yeah. And yeah. Nothing
4: yeah. bad. Uh, my bad's definitely going to be worse than any bad that you've got from this whole trip. Yeah. Um, so incredible we went up to like the northern japanese alps to go and visit the snow monkeys so we were in the middle of absolutely nowhere again sleeping on floors um and eating really amazing
1: when we tell you the (laughs) pillows were literally full of pebbles you know when you see like a flood and like a flood on the news and people arrive, yeah to yeah yeah draft excluders like to stop the flooding they give you sandbags those were our pillows that's what we're sleeping on like stunning but
4: yeah We were, yeah, it was in the middle of nowhere and very traditional, um, which is incredible. However, I don't know if it was when I was up seeing the snow monkeys. Um, There's also an onsens, which are these um, public baths and hot springs, uh, which I went into when I was there. Um, I have a rash on my back, everyone and It's
1: actually a rash on his ass. It starts on his ass. It goes up oh, his back. Oh,
4: why did you say that? That's well,
1: you brought, you brought it up. You I didn't mean to bring up the rash. Could I mean This is You're definitely my bad. I was rained yesterday. <laughs>
4: That's true. <laughs> no, tell him about
1: the rash. Um, ass
4: so, ass. I mean, also on the table, so we've got monkeys. It wasn't a monkey bite because they didn't bite me. Could have been a spider bite because, you know. Definitely.
1: I think it's most likely. I
4: think it's most likely spider bite. Or
1: sandbag bite.
4: Sandbag bite. Or also just general, like, jungle, forest. We were not the jungle. Well, it's like northern Japanese forest vibes and whatever lives. Up there, it's got me. Yeah, so we, we're losing
1: him. <laughs> I may not. I mean, the most glamorous of conditions. I may not
4: be here next week, so you know, um, could be, yeah.
1: they'll be relieved. Oh, at least someone's sad. <laughs> um, my bad. You know what? Like, th- no bads. Well, actually, my I guess my my, my right tit is really sore.
4: <laughs> A lot of bodily issues. <laughs>
1: Your yeah <rash laughs> The breastfeeding out here is intense. Like we are having the best time. It, oh, oh, it's clapping. Um, we, she's like, Woo-hoo for the intense breastfeeding." Um, <laughs> we are having the most amazing time. Like it is the adventure of a lifetime. I cannot believe that we're doing it. But it's like it is so full on. And obviously, we've dragged this poor baby. Like she's got no say in this. We fully kidnapped her. Like she's got no idea where she is. None. We don't. We barely know. Where no, we exactly. Are. And, you know, jet lag's intense. She's not had anything like that before. It was a 14-hour flight. So she's turned to the only comfort that she knows, and that's my nipples. So my right one is just in absolute bobbins. Yeah, that's
4: definitely um, a bad
1: Yeah, it's like... And it's... I mean, it is amazing, but obviously doing stuff traditionally, we're sleeping on the floor, which means co-sleeping, which means breastfeeding. Yeah, no cots. All night yeah, long. Yeah, uh, yeah no cots. So... It is like that's so a it's a it's a small bad and a very big good because we are having the most amazing time, um, but it's intense. But that's you know exactly what we
4: yeah it's knew a, it
1: would be yeah we were and prepared and we wanted it to be as well. And it's like such an adventure. So. It's fine, like, sore nipples, I'll get over it. Yeah. Awkward.
4: Okay. My awkward is kind of linked to my bad, in a way. So when we were in Tokyo... you just
1: told thousands of women that you've got a
4: rashy <laughs> ass crack and that's the awkward. <sighs> that's my awkward. Yeah, that is... A, oh, you told them about that one, thanks, so I'm going to blame you. Um, no, my awkward... So basically, a friend of mine told me that in Tokyo there's um, amazing onsens or these hot springs, um, and what I hadn't really considered was that you've got to be fully naked when you go in um, and it's an incredible kind of cultural and tr- traditional um, routine um, but you're not allowed to wear any underwear or a- any swim shorts or anything i think for for me and I mean M obviously is not going to go near them because you would <laughs> you would simply because perish.
1: A little being, I did the one in in U- U Canada on my own, like it was just me in there. Yeah, so it's fine. And uh, I think I'd have been all right up there if there'd been somebody else. Yeah, because it, I don't know why, but the ones in the city, like I think particularly for house
0: shit, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> mommy's sorely sorely boob, oh, do, 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 do it again. Um, yeah, like I feel like the city ones kind of more. <laughs> I feel like... I don't know. I just feel like it was like you went to like their Soho house except their Soho house is like... Yeah. You just do it. You just go it's for it. It's so normal for everyone else. That's but it. The-
4: There's like everyone from every kind of walk of life or body shape is there. Um, it's just something that I was completely not used to. Yeah,
1: and you did it on your first morning as
4: well. (laughs) I just went in. It was like,
1: yeah, I've
0: arrived.
4: Hardcore. Yeah, so you, basically, when you go in, for people who don't know, you go in and you've got to sit down on these tiny, tiny stools, um, right next to everyone else who's fully naked and shower yourself and they've got shampoo, conditioner and shower gel. And basically, you've got to fully wash your entire body before you even step into these hot springs fully naked. Um, so everyone's there just right next to each other, like bumping elbows, washing, your body. Washing your bits. While sitting balls on a mini stool with yeah. your balls hanging low.
1: And you didn't know what to do. The <laughs> thing that would genuinely stop yeah. me is that you didn't know what to do so you had to look at everybody else to copy them.
4: So I was basically is, perving. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, oh, I'm not looking at your, your, your bum. I'm looking at, like, yeah. how you're washing it.
4: <laughs> like, what do I do? How long do I wash for before I get into exactly. the like, so mean, that, that? Like, there's a lot of
1: that. That's what... Like, if I had the confidence, if I knew what was up, like, with the one in New Canada, I was like, I can screw this up because on my own. Yeah. face so the pressure of like literally caught with your pants
4: down 100% so that's my awkward I mean I th- by the end I got used to it and I was actually strutting around
1: yeah <laughs> willy <laughs> waving. Eh? so my awkward is is your fault um, I had Arlo strapped to me at one point in the snow in Canada and we came out of this cafe or this sort of restaurant thing and I was coming down the stairs and, and Karma swung around quick for me because we were going down the stairs I had Arlo strapped to me it was a blizzard like you've never seen anything like it Alex went down the steps first and slipped on the last step. And I, protective mama bear, was like, oh my God, you twat, (laughs) you nearly took me out. And he was like, oh, it's not my fault. And he was drawing breath to say, I think the bottom step is really slippery. By which point I'd hit the bottom step and also slipped. But Alex had broken my fall. So one of my legs was still like three steps up and the other one was like slipped but kind of crashed into him. I obviously went down with a squeal and then was stuck because it was so slippery. And there was just a restaurant full of people who'd watched me not only like give out to him for slipping over, but then slip over myself and then be stuck all while having my baby strapped to me. And it was just embarrassing. I just felt embarrassed. The only thing that made me feel slightly better was as we were walking down the hill... A man fell next to me, and he went down way harder. So he kind of stole the attention, and I loved him very much. And I slept in a five. Or <laughs> <hour>. <laughs> so nice. um, oh, I'm just going to add in a tiny other bar. There was a little earthquake when we were staying. Ukanai was an exciting oh, yeah. place. there's a little earthquake, yeah, and I was yeah. a bit anxious about that. But we're all in all having the most incredible time. If not missing, girl Alex to death no offense boy alex i know don't care i miss her so much but i'm so excited that that tommy's here and that you guys all know that tommy's here and i can't wait to go and see him when i'm back because i haven't met him yet i've just had like 50 million photos thank god i have to keep sending alex a text being like i know what you're like and there are there's no such thing as too many photos like there, it's simply the, the limit does not exist to keep them coming um so that's that that's us on the maddest trip of our lives by next week we will be home normal-ish service will be resuming although Girl Alex obviously still has some well-earned time off to have but without further ado I'm going to let you get into the interview today with the amazing Kaz Crossley we absolutely love speaking to her we love everything that she does and I thought this was a really interesting and valuable conversation so I hope you enjoy it as much as we did
3: Hi Kaz Hi
1: guys Hello. Thanks for having me Well thanks so much for coming oh, I'm going to I'm going to preface it by saying I'm not very well so if I am a terrible interviewer today that's why um but we've got the best guests, so we're going to be fine. Um, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much. You are, I follow your Instagram quite religiously, a Mai Tai boxer. Muay Thai, Muay Thai. Muay Thai, sorry, Muay Thai boxer. <laughs> Muay Thai's a drink. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell where my hobbies tend to me um, can you tell us about it? Because
0: have you ever watched Muay Thai boxing? I've watched yours. So good. Oh, yeah, thank so you. Good. In another life, I feel like you'd be really good at that, Alex. I will. I, I you should get into it. It's never yeah. too late. Yeah, do you do boxing? Yes, but never kickboxing. Ah, so yes, so I completely know different. How to,
3: yeah. So Muay Thai is... Um, The art of eight limbs. So you use your elbows, uh, your knees, as well as obviously boxing and then kicking as well. Um, It's a pretty dangerous sport to watch it. If you watch any fights and stuff, people get cut. Uh, I don't do any fighting. I think my thing is showing women that you can do it as a form of like, you know, it's really good for your physical health, but it's really good for my mental health as well. And that's how I started Combat Collective, which is a women's space for Muay Thai. But I want to expand into more sports as well. Um, And yeah, I just think it's amazing. and Everyone should try it. That's why I do my retreats and get people to come from all over the world. And they've never done it before. And... It's been like so amazing. I just got back from one, so oh yeah.
0: But when I, this baby is out, can I come and oh come on and, 100%. and do it? Yeah, I want to
1: come. But I actually have a question because I'm quite interested in this. When people say like, oh yeah, you can come and like, it doesn't matter if you've never done it before. Like, how shit can you be? No, no. Like, that's what. That's why act- it's so amazing
3: to have this space yeah. that like you don't get judged for it or anything. Because do you have to have done any boxing? No, like completely okay. can be complete beginner. Like never even put a boxing glove on before, and
0: you can come and okay, I'll help let's you. Go. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, act- yeah, yeah absolutely love to where do you hold them the retreats uh, the
3: retreats are in thailand oh, yes yeah so, what are yes. we gonna do with our kids so, i don't care i don't know i should do care. like a mummy yeah and please, yeah yeah, yeah so you can bring them i'm not you haven't
1: even had it yet I'm sick of it. <laughs> um that's Amazing. so cool i honestly i in my head i think i'd be really good at it and then in reality i'd
3: But that's the thing, like, no one's good at anything when they first do it. Like, the most amazing, I don't know, swimmer, anyone in the Olympics, they always started off shit, do you know what I mean? (laughs) No, but that's what I I mean. That's why I started Combat Collective, because women can come and have a space where they're not judged. Muay Thai is a very male-dominated sport, so like most Muay Thai gyms when you go in a dais there's hardly any women in there which is why it's so intimidating to start it which is why a lot of women like don't think oh I'm going to start Muay Thai but I didn't realise this until I actually got into it myself and I was putting my videos online and I just had like so many girls message me saying like I really want to do this but where can I start Then I was just like I need to create a space Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of um, gyms that have done like uh, women only Muay Thai classes and stuff. But I just think on a scale where like we're going to, I'm going to take it like Manchester, Leeds, Liverpool. I want to like literally take it all over the UK. But then also I've just done my second retreat, which was worldwide. Like anyone, we had people from like Australia, uh, Hong Kong, um, come from all over to just come and do Muay Thai. And yeah, it's for all levels. There was like complete beginners. Uh, But it's also, it was really empowering to have so many women in one space, like like like-minded people that have come by themselves to do something that they've never experienced before, push their body to like... Dream like lengths that they haven't gone through. Like we did a challenge where you had to run up uh, a hill, which is like like the inclines like this, and you get to the top of a big Buddha, um, and it's just beautiful, and it's just like an amazing experience for them. And then uh, the last one I did, I held like a closing circle, and we like I did like a guided meditation, which I never thought I'd be that kind of person. Like I'm really not into that stuff, but I thought you know what, I'm going to do this with them, um, and everyone was just like releasing and then we opened up and you know I realized wow like these women are coming for so many different reasons Mm -hmm. you know the reason why I got into Muay Thai because I went for a breakup like some of them like went through that and that's why they booked on or they've been through shit like life is shit do you know what I mean but to put yourself in somewhere it's such a different environment with people that you haven't met before it's
0: like yeah really super empowering. So out of interest given that it's so male dominated how did you get into it and when and you said it was because of a breakup yeah
3: yeah yeah so when i um when we broke up me and Josh from Love Island. That's when I went to Thailand and I did a two week Muay Thai. So you camp. hadn't
1: done it your whole life. You, you just boxed.
3: No, 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 no. I'm not like amazing, by the way. <laughs> I'm literally like, <laughs> like at the amateur level. Like, I don't spiral nothing. I just I love hitting pads. Yeah. Um, I've done it. Yeah, since Love Island. So it would be like four or five years now. Um, not consistently, on and off. I think during COVID was when I was training every day because like there was nothing else to do. But I think that really helped my mental health, get through that kind of times as well.
0: I can't believe it's been that long since you were on Love Island. Yeah. I feel like I remember it, so... Do you? Yeah, so recently. Yeah, but
3: five years sounds like a long time, and then it's gone so quickly, but then when I look and see, like, all the different versions of myself that has come from that, even from before, it's like I'm, like, a completely different person. You've
1: done so much since as well, because the work that you've been doing in Thailand beyond... The, Mu- the Muay Thai, if yeah. I correctly, is amazing as well.
3: Thank like, you. What led to that? So that was when I was, it was during COVID um, and I was abroad and I wanted to go to Thailand to meet up with my friends in, in Thailand and I had no plan to do anything charity work or anything I was actually yeah going to stay with my friends and it because it was COVID you had to quarantine in a hotel for two weeks Mm. so I was like well I'm not gonna stay in like a shit hotel I'm gonna book like a really nice hotel for myself and then I booked like a one bedroom massive villa I had like a massive pool and I was just there by myself for two weeks and then I came across this Instagram um for of these kids that were training Muay Thai in Thailand and they literally had like nothing like they were uh, living in Isan which is a very poverty um stricken area uh where there's literally like the the adults that are like able they leave and work somewhere else so all that's left there is like kids um, like mentally unwell people disabled people old people and there's like no opportunities there but these kids were training Muay Thai every day because in Thailand like, that's a lot of they only have that do you know what I mean I'm like in this big fuck off mansion like all to myself like watching these kids that have nothing and I was like what the fuck am I doing like literally I was like I need to sort it out and I messaged them and I was like I want to come and help Um, and it's actually a Canadian woman that um, ran the gym she met her husband who is Thai they had a kid together and she ended up moving to where her husband's family was which was there which is where like there was nothing there do you know what I mean and then um, slowly, over seven years, it just became like a bigger thing. And all these kids started training with her. And she realised like, wow, like, we're giving them something to, you know, look forward to, to do, to have structure in their life. They're eating well, we're getting donations. Like, it's, it was like um, community funded. No, like, the people on Instagram were donating to her and stuff. Um, and then yeah, it just grew from there, really, like the project got a lot bigger. I said, I want to Raise like, I don't know, like 30 grand, maybe we can build a house or something, um, because they'd actually saved up money to build a plot of land, to build on a plot of lands. Um, and then the project got bigger and bigger. I was sharing the kids through my Instagram. I was, you know, running with them, training with them. Um, And then it ended up being, we raised over £100,000 and we built a, a two-story, six-bedroom house next to a Muay Thai gym. So they didn't have to, because they were traveling really far to go to the schools and to the gym. It was all in this back of the pickup truck, like even when it was raining. Like and I think me showing that on my Instagram and showing out how these kids live, but they were so happy and they, you know, full it was full of so much energy. Like they was running um in the morning in the evening training and they wanted to do that to better themselves despite having nothing I think people really saw that through my Instagram and they wanted to help and I feel very connected to Thailand and um my mum she grew up in poverty like that's how I was brought up she she didn't have anything like she she didn't have a cooker they cook over the fire like um she was very poor so I think my connection through my mum and my Thai background and then to Muay Thai brought a lot of like love for these kids and they become like very very close to me. So then it made it harder because I wanted to <laughs> raise even more money and I wanted to build it and yeah then I went back and we did more and it, it's become like a little community there which I'm obviously very proud of. I think that was like my greatest achievement that I've done so um I always like go back and visit them and stuff.
0: Yeah, that's a huge achievement. Well done. Thank you. Hundred grand. That's incredible.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I look back and think, wow, like you don't plan like that was never planned. You know what I mean? I don't know what I would have been doing if it wasn't for them. Like I would have just been chilling there, but. COVID as well, it was such a hard time for them in that area too. It made everything like 10 times worse. So um, even Francis, who runs the gym, she was just like, you literally just came at the, the right time because we don't know what we would have done.
1: It's such an unreal use of your platform, though. Yeah.
3: That's another thing. It's like, I didn't realize, like, this is actually a platform that you can, like, change people's lives yeah, with. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's an incredible, like, it's an amazing. Get, like, and it's really interesting I think in so many ways doing a show like Love Island and like propelling you into like such crazy levels of fame there's loads of stuff that is really negative and there's loads of stuff that's really positive but there's also just other stuff that I guess you would never have thought
3: ex- sort of yeah, yeah could have expected it, it's bad because it's like so many people now come on Love Island and there's so many different people like you know like Dr Alex is completely different to me and stuff it's like we actually have so much power in this yeah. platform and our following. And, you know, I don't want to sit here and say, like, oh, we could be doing more and stuff. But, like, genuinely, like, seeing that and seeing what I was able to do, um, yeah, with my followers, it really opened my eyes, like, and I want to do more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you, like, I mean, good for you.
0: But... It's a great example, <sighs> yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. How to... That, if you don't mind me asking, that 100 grand, was that solely raised from your... Instagram followers. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. incredible. That's yeah. really, really incredible. Yeah.
1: And to, to not shit on anybody else, it is a really good example of what you can do yeah. with and with, with the platform that you get from on the back of... And, and Dr Alex would be another good example of just like, it's really harnessing it for
3: like... And not that anyone has a responsibility, yeah. but... It, it is. It's hard as well, though, because obviously we, we get stereotyped from Love Island. And yeah. even... Like, when I reached out to Frances, the Canadian woman who who owns the gym and stuff, she said that she saw my Instagram and showed her um, friend who worked in a school um, in Isan and he went, Psh, do you think she's coming to help you because of my, yeah. my profile? Mm. It's like me in a bikini, like, posing, posing, yeah. posing. And then when... You know, I did all of that stuff. I would get messages like, this is a real influencer. blah blah, blah. And it was just like, to me, I feel like that's really unfair because mm. why is the term influencer so negatively stereotyped? Yeah. Uh, why do I feel like I don't want to say that I'm an influencer when people ask me what I do? Because it's so like... Like, it's got such a negative chat, you know, neg- I mean. Yeah, and so I'm so not-
0: embarrassed. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm mortified. Like, I don't do anything. I do nothing. Leave, don't look at me. <laughs> but the thing, when I tell people I'm an influencer, like, I draw more attention to myself because I'm so embarrassed about it Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, like, <laughs> I'm an influencer like let's move on but I'm like well um, I'm going to actually like I do influencing like it's just this is so <laughs> I always and then I like okay so what you influence then yeah. yeah. like, yeah. come like, and influence
3: me and I'm like oh my god like it's not my fault like this is what I am do you know what I mean but it's like you're a real influencer like no like everyone is a real influencer yeah. who's a real influencer yeah. I'm doing something you know positive and I'm giving back to charity but that doesn't mean that every influencer has to do that Like yeah. like people People inspire people in different ways. And like, why do we all have to be the same? And I get that. And I don't want to, you know, come across like, yeah, like this is what we should be doing. And Because it's not because it's like I did that and I didn't plan to do that. It just happened. I didn't do it for any sort of PR or like I genuinely felt a connection for these kids. And it just turned out to be that way. And obviously, I'm just so grateful for the whole experience. They taught me even more about myself. Like Mm -hmm. I think like I gained so much from these kids because like, they literally had nothing, babe. Mm-hmm. Like, and they were so happy and so just, oh, the energy is just crazy. And I think people did really see that through my stories. And that's why I was able to raise them. But, you know, raising money, that's also really hard. Like when like we were struggling and, and the, the don- donation slowed down, I would get really affected by it. And I was like messaging all my friends like, yeah, yeah. I'm even donating. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I got yeah. so passionate about yeah. it. Like, it literally took over my whole life. Like, But, you know, it was all worth it in the end.
1: Yeah, it is amazing. Can I ask as well? And you like, we don't have to talk about it if you want. If you don't want to, but then when you were doing, because you have been, you've, and again, not that we're going to put in like good and bad, but you have, been, you've been using your platform for such a good thing for such a long time now. Yeah, and then you had situation in the press, which in, to my mind has been so unfair, and you've been held to such a horrible, horribly high standard. Do you think that that com- was compounded by the fact that you were doing good on your platform? Do you think if you'd always just been like, yeah. oh, I'm just an influencer, I'm just in my bikini, or I'm just, you know, and you'd kind of played the like trope that people would have d- expected.
3: I don't think it was affected like by what I was doing, um, you know, in, on my Instagram normally, because that wasn't ever shown. Like, there wasn't one article that spoke about the good stuff that I was doing, like the charity work and everything like that. Like anything that went in the press was always just about my love life. When I was naked in a bikini. Yeah. yeah, When I was doing drugs and, you know, that was very hard for me to deal with as well because obviously I've been painted at this person and yeah, i done drugs I've made mistakes you know um unfortunately I was filmed by someone I was trusted I trusted and you know that was all shit as well um but I've learned now like the British press is is not true like even like some stuff that they write and everything like they were saying that I was gonna even when I got held for questioning um with the police in Dubai and stuff like it was I was saying that um, 25 years in jail, this, 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 this. Like, it's just, they literally make up the yeah. most bullshit ever. Um, even when I was there and I saw the um, Sun journalist there, they lied to the uh, police saying that he was my husband and that's how they got inside. Um, no, they didn't. Yeah, and that's how they were able to release the, no the article that um, said that I was actually there. Do you know what I mean? So...
1: They said that they were your... A journalist said that they were your husband. Yeah, so imagine... So, I, so, so
3: I've So fl- i flown to Thailand now. And this is like... This is a whole year after it's all come out. So for me, I've been on the craziest journey of self-development. Like when, when that did all get released, it was even a whole year before that video was actually taken. So even then, I'm a, wholly, a completely different yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, but obviously... It got released um, and I had to deal with that. I had to, you know, deal with the uh, press attention, deal with, you know, the the work completely changed for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no like Instagram, like easy ads or anything anymore. Do you know what I mean, because of course, no one's going to want that as a representation. And I understood that. And I, that's how I started Combat Collective because I thought, you know what? Like it's time now to actually like work for myself. I have CAS bands, yeah. But I'm really passionate about combat sports and I'm really passionate about women. And I want to bring that together. I'm Mm -hmm. passionate about Thailand. I wanted to bring all my passions together. And that's how I started that business. And then, you know, a year later, I was, I I really love presenting as well. So um, I was offered a job in Thailand to interview UFC fighters. And this is like, i oh, my dream job. Like I remember being so excited and they'd actually booked the flights, but the flight was via Abu Dhabi. And obviously I didn't know that there was a case against me, but obviously there was everything all over the press and then the Dubai police were following it. So... Because this video had been taken in Dubai. Dubai, yes. Right. But another, another thing is like the video was taken in Dubai um, and when it got released and whoever made this Instagram, like obviously I know who did it, but they put the the video and then they swiped it to a picture of me like in that same dress and with the Dubai skyline, which was on a completely different night. Do you know what I mean? Like I remember it. Um, Dude, that was deliberate to make it. L- yeah, like, yeah, but yeah. it was in Dubai and that's why I didn't deny it because obviously yeah. I, yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, but when the press article got released, they didn't even like write that it was in Dubai. So it, it got put up, duh, 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 um sniffing, whatever. And then a week later, it was changed like in Dubai, mm. and it's like there is no proof that this was me in Dubai anyway. But obviously, I knew it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like they, 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 it could have been anywhere. It could have been a video from the UK, and mm. they because that someone's put it in the same dress next to um, this this um, on the. It was on an Instagram post. They made the Instagram and then they followed um, that Sun and everyone, blah, blah, blah. That's how they saw it. Um, yeah, so the, the press never have any like factual information that when they write it, which is why I don't believe anything that is written in there now. And I, I've seen it like through my own eyes, but um, I was held for questioning for a week. That's another thing. I was never arrested. They never put me in handcuffs. They never did. Like That's I, would, mad, they needed because, me to, to question. Yeah, yeah. the press.
1: Yeah. The the. If you just read about it in the press, jailed behind yeah, bars. Literally. This, this, this. Yeah. 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 We're yeah, actually yeah. doing this interview now in a Dubai prison, guys. Did you not know? Right. <laughs> <Below now>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so it was when I was actually being, like, released and everything was fine. Um, like, they said, like, the case is closed, like, come back anytime. everything like this. Like, people think, like, I'm not allowed back and all of this stuff. Um, but I remember walking through, like, to get some papers or something, and there was these, like, two men, like, just watching me from the side. Um, and I just thought, okay, nothing of it, whatever. And then one of the guards brought me, he was like, Casimir. I was like, yeah, he was like, come here, come with me. And he brought me straight to these men, and then one of them stood up and was like, oh my God, Kaz, we've been so worried about you. Um, I'm da-da-da from the sun. And I was like, what the fuck are you actually doing here? I was like, are you taking the fucking piss? My, there's one well, of my friends that were outside literally like the whole week that I could never see, do you know what I mean? Um, and I was like, get these people away from me now I literally like went mad and then I went mad to one of the guards and I was like how are they here I don't know them he was like they said that um he said that he was your husband. I was like, he's not my husband. He's the he's the journalist. Now this story is gonna be all over the newspapers. And then that's when they was like, Oh, we're really sorry, blah, 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 Like, um and then then I was released not long after that because obviously that they, they I was so fuming. Oh I couldn't believe God. it. I They're know so
1: fast and loose with people.
3: No, they like They're the, so bad. I can't it's believe so it. But think about this, I'm not being funny, but that was like one of the most traumatic experiences I've ever gone through in my whole life. Yeah. Like, I literally lost my hair from it. Like, all this really? bit of hair is when it fell off. And that was all from when, um, yeah, then I was in the jail and stuff. And um, you imagine like the first people that I see is like, not even like my family or my friends. It's like fucking journalists. journalists. Oh my god. Um, and then, but then after that, you know, when people people think oh like, that must have been awful that must have been awful but when I was in there it was like so eye-opening for me like how blessed and lucky like I am to have the life that I live because oh, there God. was women in there that literally had nobody and they were in there with no money no family no no nothing um, and I even remember like one night I was crying and like one of the um Girls that were in there was just like stop crying. Like you, you're so blessed. Like these girls don't even have like a court day or nothing. They've been in here for like a year, mm-hmm. and they don't even know when they're coming out. Like you can't cry. And I was like, fuck's sake. Like I actually can't. Like I'm so lucky. Like I have people all outside worrying about me, ringing me, making sure I'm okay, yeah. everything like this. So when I came out, I was just like. I was, re- I was on a high when I came out because I was like so blessed um, for my life. Um, and then when that kind of um, faded, it was like real life. And it was like, fuck, like it's all over again. Like it's happening all over again. Like the, the, all the press, all the um, negative comments, all the... What people were saying about me is it like, it's resurfaced. But, it's resurfaced. Um, but if they didn't hear about it that first time, they definitely heard about it now because this was like, I was on the front page of the Sun, like yeah. Kaz, jail, all of that stuff. And I'd actually built up
0: relationships with brands since then. So mm. then it, that was all fucked again. Um it's hard because in the press it's kind of looking like it's a recent thing, right? It was
3: looking it was it was looking like a recent thing for but anyone that looked into it it was like I was going it was COVID, like no one's meant to be partying. Yeah. Um and that version of myself, oh my God, like I was drinking every day. Like it was I was around really the wrong people for me. People that I thought cared but really didn't. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think when you have like, self-love is something that I really had to focus on. Like, from from being in shit relationships, even from before Love Island, like, you only allow people to treat you that way, like, because you think you're worth that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I must not have had any self-worth. Like, self-love, I've had to really build... I, I do all these amazing things, but I didn't feel amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like, the work that I've been doing recently, like, with my life coach and, you know... All this trauma release, but then also celebrating who I am and all the amazing things that I've done. Because when it's been all over the press and I feel like everyone thinks this way about me and everything like that, now I realise like the people that comment on that stuff or the people that want to troll me, like, they don't even know who I am. Like, mm. that's just that version that you're seeing. And if I know myself that I'm not that person, then these comments are not going to affect me.
1: How were the were the comments? Because the press is one thing, and I feel like reputationally that's horrible because, like you say, you've got your work, you've got your brand, you've got the work that you're doing in Thailand that you really care about, and you've got all of that to protect. And I feel like the press, it's such a unique experience to feel like that, your very foundations are being threatened but then you've got the kind of more like insidious relentlessness of the comments like
3: how did you deal with that or did that affect i guess the com- what- the comments like, so the comments from like the first time it got released um you know it was very much like co like you you're not a um public figure like you just and it was you know when you're reading stuff <laughs> about yourself when you feel so shit anyway yeah. like they that's when it affects you like um yeah and it it was really bad and then the, the second time i think i had i felt a lot more of people knowing like who i am and what yeah. that i've been doing and i felt a lot of support Good. like yeah. i felt a lot of support regardless of the other comments like um but it was still hard because i thought that i'd put that to bed kind yeah. of thing I thought that it was over and I never actually spoke about it openly um because I I I didn't want to speak about it because I was so like ashamed I was mm. so heartbroken I felt so betrayed um I had all these different emotions that people wanted to me to you know talk about it when the video first came out and like literally I was just in the worst place I've ever been in in my life and um so it didn't get mentioned and even up until now the only time I spoke about it was on um Grace Barry's podcast mm. and I feel like that was good for me because it was like quite releasing almost and then also people saw like a different side to me but I never I never need to like explain myself I didn't feel like oh, I, I need to explain I need to know like I need to say like this was this and I'm a victim I'm not I'm I'm not saying I'm a victim people make mistakes but you are a bit
1: like I don't think this would have happened to a man I I have been saying this uh, a lot. I've been talking to
3: my husband about it. I don't think this sort of happened to a man. No, no, no. To get dragged through the press and everything yeah. like that. It, to have men the video don't, even taken take,
1: in the first place.
3: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If I wasn't in like the relationship that I was in, like yeah, this would never have happened. Um, and then also being in the public eye um, and being caught doing drugs, I think when it happens to a man is, is not the same. I feel like the whole situation, even for me, it was like I'm doing so much work on myself and I'm trying to move forward and I'm trying to move on with my career and it just keeps getting dragged back up, dragged yeah. back up. And, you know, there are people that won't work with me because I have this um, taint, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. against me. And I, that's something that I have to accept, you know. It's not something that I'm like fully forgetting about, like, this is not me, this is not happening. I don't want to talk about it, is a part of my journey, it's part of my life and I need to accept that and I think, you know, if that never happened, like, maybe I would have gone back to the guy and, like, sometimes, like, so much bad stuff happened in that relationship and i never left I, I literally like the most red flags like awful awful stuff and i never left and it took that for me to be like wow like what the fuck am i doing yeah. and then yeah. i've had to do so much work on myself since then because I've, it's not like my first abusive relationship that i've been in it's like it's like my second now and it's like has like what are you, why are you doing this like why are you doing this to yourself because there were so many times i went back um and then now it's like, I've forgiven myself now because no, like there's just shit people in the world. And as long as, as long as I know who I am and I love myself and I make sure that whoever I meet moving forward, it's just not going to be easy. Because also when you've been in relationships like that, they, they do attach to you. You
0: know, you do remember you you have trust issues and everything. Can I ask, and you don't have to answer this, but was it, was it your boyfriend at the time who released that video? Um, Yeah, it was somebody that,
3: like, I was seeing, but we weren't together anymore. Yeah. Okay,
0: okay. But is, it, was that the re- abusive relationship you were referring to? Yeah, is yeah, it with yeah, him? yeah, yeah. Okay. God, I'm so sorry. That is so awful that he did that. Yeah. I try, like, now,
3: moving forward, like, I don't want to talk about, like, him and that situation yeah, yeah. because I don't want it to be, like about him you know yeah, I mean? so, and he
1: can't define you
3: yeah no no, no but I no. think
1: as well to anyone to people listening it's so um I don't think people are very good at forgiving themselves like you said you're angry with yourself and I think that's something that we talk loads about in self-love and it's like I really want to like love my body and I'm trying to get this and I'm trying to get this and there's just and I there's this quote that just stays with me all the time it's like no amount of guilt can change the past which is like nice in theory but then actually putting that to practice is like oh, okay because we haven't all been versions of ourselves and whatever it is like I mean whether it be I don't know things that we're conditioned to think about other women or like if we've bitched or if we've been mean or if we've there have been so many past versions of ourselves for all of us that you want to move on from mm. but you I think we feel that and I, I definitely think this is a this is exacerbated for women well where we're not, we don't feel able to change. And I think people like to keep you small, don't they? They like to keep you where they know you and where they're comfortable with you. So if they see you evolving beyond something, they're going to pull you back again. And I think it's really nice that you can be so open about the fact that you kind of had wanted to forgive yourself, even though I don't really think it was you you had to forgive, but like, and you just, you're going to keep going with yeah. what you want. And, I don't know, I just. I think that's really important for people because I, I think we all have, there will all be, anybody listening, they'll have something in their past that they're like, oh, there's this part of myself that I just can't let go. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really amazing that people can watch you Literally doing it, like, step by step and letting that go.
3: And that's why I think it's important to know that you you are allowed to have different versions of yourself. Yeah. And, like, it's not like I'm a completely different person. I'm definitely still the same. But that's what happens, like, when you grow up and you become more mature. And it's, like, all these life experiences and experiences with men and everything. Like You, you just become the person that you are. My friend told me something the other day. um, because he was talking about it, like, feeling damaged and anything like that, but... He said that there's like a place in Japan where they break vases and they break them on purpose and then they glue them back together with like a gold. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I, um, I, yes, I love. I know it is. I know what it is because Georgie makes those leggings, um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: literally designed. Oh yes, our friend you're, Georgie you're who c- had cancer, who's amazing. She made this legging design specifically about the rebuild, like after Really.
3: She but these vases yeah. are every single one of them is different and every single one of them is beautiful mm. and they're like. Like, like so expensive, and it's because every single crack is completely unique to that vase. Yeah. And I think that's completely the same oh. with us and you know what we go through. Yeah. And there's no reason why you can't build yourself back up. And you can break yourself, build yourself back up. Like it's it's never gonna, there's no journey that is just healing, and then you're just healed. Do you know what I mean? You're yeah. no one
0: is fully yeah. healed. Yeah. It's called. Kintsugi. 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 I'm definitely butchering that. Really? Kintsugi, yeah. Yeah. That's and they're amazing. so gorgeous. They're so beautiful. Yeah, that's so Yeah, amazing. I love that. I love that. That's me, the yeah. vase. <laughs> it's all of us though, isn't yeah. it? And it's just, it's, it's like, it's just shit that you have... Had your uh, mistakes? I'm even like struggling to say it's a like mistake. I, so the mistake you, is depends the, how do you define doing, mistake? Doing
3: drugs that's only um, what is it? It's like I didn't cause harm on anyone else but myself. No. Right? Exactly. You know?
0: Exactly. Yeah.
3: And I never said that I'm some the perfect, amazing person that doesn't take drugs. Like yeah people do that yeah. Yeah. we talked you know I mean? about this the
1: other day as well I and mean, not to give, like labor the point on the men and women thing but we had a we had a female alcoholic on the podcast and we talked about this and the way that we like I don't know like Harry Styles alludes to drugs in his songs all the time and everyone's like yeah like so hot and it's all like it's yeah, like sexy star. sexy rock star rock star and then it's like <laughs> Cara Delevingne does it and it's like oh she's off the rails like, mm. Amy Winehouse does it off the rails like there's the women that we hold up like
3: we tear yeah. them down with it it's anything though it's like a, is our a- the way we look, it's uh, like when they're getting grey hair or if they're like put on weight. Um, I think, I don't know if it's like British tabloid press, but it's just completely, um, yeah, I, I, I just see it for yeah. what it is now, you know, like, You see I was, it and you, because you've you know, experienced it Yeah, so much as well. I, I have experienced it, but it's not just like, you know, I don't want to be a rock star or anything like that. It's just like, I could talk about the good things that I'm doing then. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? are yeah, yeah. not me interested
0: or? in that, are No, they? they're not interested no. in anything. No. No. Yeah. Not gonna but celebrate it.
3: It's it's mad. You know, I don't let it yeah. get, affect me too much anymore. But if you
1: had the your time again,
3: would you do Love Island again and do all the fame again, or would you have chosen not? I would 100 to- percent do it again. You would. I, like, you would. Anywhere I talk on any podcast, any interview, I always talk so highly about Love Island and that but the it fame completely I mean, changed my life. Yeah. The fame is uh it comes with it. Yeah? yeah. I couldn't have all the success that I did from the show, like all these amazing brands that I worked with. Like I built um Uh, I bought property, I'd done my mum's house up, like, I've I've been able to look after myself and completely change my life, Um, and that wouldn't have come if it wasn't for the fame too, you know, and like, Mm -hmm. I have to, you know, take responsibility for myself and things that I'm doing because I need to understand that I'm in the public eye, do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's just something that, like, you have to accept, Um, and it's shit, and a lot of people talk about it, you know, unfortunately the struggles that I've had has been more of recent rather than like just coming off the show. I think you know helping people is super super rewarding and it's something that we can all do on a even a minor scale just mm-hmm. in your day-to-day. It doesn't have to be on a massive scale but I think it's it is really important to kind of give back.
1: Yeah you've done a really cool thing with your platform and I think it's like it is so frustrating that the press won't report on the good stuff, anything like what they'll report on the bad stuff. Oh, yeah. And then I I
3: didn't do it for the press either. It's just the bad press. I'm like, okay. But then, you know, also it was funny when... So obviously I went out there, raised the money to build the house, and then seven months later the house was built. When the house was built and I went back, it was (laughs) after the Coke video had been released, and people were saying that I was only doing it to build up my PR. Mm, And like my... um, yeah, image in in the press and stuff and I was just like Oh my god! I've literally been doing this. Like, yeah. how quickly before. do you think I built this house? <laughs> <laughs> do You know yeah. what I mean? It was like, wow, have PR teams working extra hard. No, I didn't have any PR team. Maybe yeah. why it was so fucked. But like, <laughs> obviously, you just learn from all these mistakes. And you know, touch wood, nothing happens again. Where I, ha- I have to go for it. But I think now, anything that happens to me, like I'm so much stronger, mm, and I've learned yeah. so much for it. And that's why people need to understand like what you go through. It is. It's only going to make you stronger. It's just why yeah. you just have to go for it. You can't, you can't shut yourself off. You know, I tried that. You've got to keep going, and you've got to feel it. You've got to feel every single bit of emotion, and, and that's really hard as well to like process it and feel the pain and feel the hurt. But once you get through that, yeah. I do a lot of work with my life coach on trauma and releasing and everything. And every time she's like, right, time for some emotional," And I'm like, oh, I can't do it. But I just feel like a million times better after. Um, yeah, I've always been someone that shuts off from therapy or anything like that. I've always been like, no, my Thai is my therapy. <laughs> but I think self-development is something that a-
0: anyone can benefit from. Yeah. And it sounds like you've really gleaned a lot of positive outcomes and positivity from what, from the shittiness of what happened to you. Because it did happen to you, like tons of people take drugs and it never comes to light on a public platform, you know? Yeah. So it happened to you, but like, it seems like you've gleaned so much good stuff from that. And also it it shed a light on your like dating I guess and like what your preference is and what you look for and that's so cool as well to have have more perspective on that Mm -hmm, definitely so yeah I mean obviously it wasn't a good thing and you wouldn't choose to have it you know have it happen to you but it's cool that you've been able to like see the more positive side of it yeah
1: how's your hair is it growing back
0: yeah the hair this
3: is all my regrowth I thought that was amazing as well to share what you did like a little it looks really cool now
1: (laughs) It looks like a little fringe, but they so fringe. fringe. Like, I like uh, it. I think you could cut the rest into that and then have a full fringe.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I'm just like, I'm happy. It's you know, when when I came off, um when I came home from Dubai, like from the whole gel thing, and the hair, it was like a little patch. It wasn't like a big patch. And then when I felt all those things that I was feeling, um, and I was like super depressed and super down. Um, it just started getting worse and worse and worse. And it just started growing. Um, and a lot of people don't talk about alopecia, but it's very, very, very common. I didn't yeah. know how common it was until I started talking about it on my uh, platform. And um, I just remember just looking in the mirror, and just I was just being so sad. And it wasn't just like, Aww. oh my God, my hair is falling out. It was like, this is just a reminder of everything. Of stress, I just, yeah. Everything, yeah. And it was just right there every time I looked in the mirror and then it got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And worse. Um and I was I was really upset about it and I, it but it was like I was just like no one noticed no no, no. but it really, really affected me yeah. because like that was one thing I had was like my looks, do you know what I mean and now it's like I felt like I was losing yeah. that and um I think, you know, people say it's just hair, it's just hair, but hair is like so important to yeah, us I as women. So. Yeah. so I I, i just wanted to make other people feel like you know there's someone in the public eye like, that is talking about this so I was just putting it on my Instagram I was putting it there and then so many people's like reaching out to me like sending me their patches and you know and then I was like oh my god this is so common like yeah. Um, and you know, so many people's like looked worse, and it was like, oh my god! Like I just like the little patch. Like I'm fine. Like I, like yeah. uh, like compared to what other people going through. And then there's children that are going through it as well. Like imagine being young and then going through that, and like not even understanding it. Like, well, why do all the girls in my class have hair, and then I don't? And I'm like, wow! Like everything is a perspective, you know. So, and then one day I just stopped caring about it. Like I just didn't even look at it anymore in the mirror. And that's when it grew back. Babe. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, it's gone back. I think it is. So, like,
1: I I know, like, we've talked a lot on this podcast about the kind of like, about Love Island and the lack of, like, maybe, I guess, we don't we don't see ourselves represented in that show a lot of the time and i think it is really cool that like it's particularly cool when someone comes off the back of it and it's like owns their mistakes and owns the things that maybe that we wouldn't talk about and i think right. particularly alopecia is like like yeah. you say it affects so many people so it will have made such a difference for them to see
3: yeah, themselves no, it in it it really you. does and you know when people say like people's messaging me like stop worrying about it and it will, it will grow back and i was just like well of course i'm going to worry about it but like <laughs> yeah, genuinely yeah. but then it's like doesn't is that's not the case for everyone do you know what i mean yeah. but uh, then it's like okay I'm, I'm embracing it now I wasn't hiding it I was like literally like scraping my hair back and you could see like a massive bald patch you mm. know and um, I was just like fuck it like it is what it is you know yeah. it's me Um, one of the stages yeah, yeah one of the stages and then since then I was working with uh, like a alopecia um charity Little Lady Locks like they're based in Manchester and they got me presenting at that ball and we raised loads of money and stuff and then I met loads of young girls that were suffering from alopecia and they had like their wigs made and stuff so yeah I think definitely want to help more people
0: going through it for sure especially knowing like how it felt even just on a little scale like it was Mm. big you know well on that on future plans like what do you what do you hope to do what are your it's not like an interview what are your goals (laughs) what are my goals five
3: year goal i just want to uh Keep building combat collective. We're yeah. coming. Yeah, no, you actually yeah, have no, to come. We are actually coming. I really <laughs> Get wanna that do kid it. Out. We are I it.
0: really <laughs> wanna do it.
3: Um the the retreats. I'd love to do retreats like in different locations as well, not just Thailand. Um yeah, build it all over the UK and like in, enjoy what I do. I think now I realize like I just, I just want to enjoy whatever I'm doing for work, you know, Mm. and whether, I know I have a big passion in MMA and boxing and combat sports,
0: Yeah.
3: whether it's presenting, interviewing, um, just being more involved in that. But then also, like, maybe one day I'll have a fight. Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like that would be like a full cycle thing because I've never wanted to fight actually like really, really hate sparring like I think sparring for me is very triggering from like the physical abuse that I have been through like with men Um, and for some reason it's like emotionally attached whenever I get hit or or something I know it's like sparring but I don't know something's like in my head that and I will just start crying or run to the toilet literally like cry and then I just thought like no sparring is not for me I'm not going to do that I'm just going to show them that you don't have to be a fighter and blah 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 but now I've been doing it for so many years and I'm watching people spar and fight and I'm just like oh my god like I want to do that too and I think for me that would be really like just for myself. Like, if I overcome that, like, I can... I feel like I've sh- always shown myself that I can do anything that I want to do and I can overcome anything so I think that for me is a big thing that I want to overcome it's just like a little life kind of goal that I have for myself oh that's like that
1: sounds awesome
3: yeah <laughs> can't wait okay yeah. we'll be there Like, we'll stay ya. tuned
1: yeah oh my god can we present the fight <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah you're involved guys I
1: remember <laughs> I said it here first <laughs> All that in writing um Cass, thank you so much thank you so much uh, thank you for having
3: me honestly it's It's been great so great to have you thank
1: you thank you so much for listening should i delete that it's
2: part of the acast creator network